Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 415 of Live Radio, uh, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defia, Chief Archivist of Lay Station, uh, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orient Sidewinder Bar for tonight's episode, we have... Um, well, we've now renamed him. He's the SRV Banksy. That is Yay. Commander Alec Turner. Good evening, Commanders. <laughs> we also have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Adler Weiss. Otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. And also <laughs> dropping out and tuning back in again, we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. We'll... I'm here. I'm alive. Hi. Ah, good. Made it. Right. Well, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game in leave, aren't we, Ben? Uh in uh, are you in open tonight? He's concentrating or muted. I'm not quite sure which. Um, Sorry, I, I was leaving. I was leaving the station. Um, I'm in. I am in leave, and I'm in my. I guess we'll be covering it later. But the 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 Halloween ship kits. Mm. I'm I'm still in them because you know they're they're Halloweeny and well I got I might have purchased a couple of nice ones while I could. Oops. Right, gotcha. Um, but if you can't get to us in-game, uh, you can always uh, get to us on the Twitch chat channel. Hi to everyone on Twitch, which you can access through leavevideo.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash radio. Or we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, even as I speak. So I think we'll have a quick... Um, run around the crew, see what they've been up to this week. Uh, we'll start with Commander Alec Turner. It's not fair, he started with me last week. <laughs> what have I been, I've been It's right, it's fine. <laughs> I've been boxing in pipes in real life. Box, um, after all my heating work that was done, I've been boxing in all these ugly pipes. 
and I've discovered something, which is that if you're not careful when you box things in, mm -hmm. you can construct a, an echo chamber, which makes all the very quiet noises of the boiler um, suddenly amplified. <laughs> Anyone know anything about acoustics and sound deadening? I need to learn new skills. Oh, I think it involves foam, doesn't it? You need to put egg boxes around it. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do around, around studios, wasn't it? it was, and pirate radio stations, they put egg boxes all around the studio to stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's quite good, actually. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking foam, but I quite like the idea of egg boxes. That's quite neat. I could put them on the outside and have a... They'd have to be cardboard ones, not plastic ones. Right, okay. <laughs> And in game, I've been um, I've been doing art, as people might have seen. I've uh, I've become an SRV artist, which is um, but I'm doing little doodles using the SRV tire tracks. Mm -hmm. So thus far, I have done uh, what have I done? Well, I started out with my pumpkin, which Frontier were kind enough to feature. And then yeah, you got um, special mention, didn't you? I did. I know. And then I got really inspired, so I've done a cat. Uh, a penguin, mm -hmm. uh, the, the classic, what's it called, three prongs optical illusion. And I did a donkey for Commander Rini. Oh, thank goodness you said donkey and not <laughs> what everybody else would have done. No, and, and I've had numerous comments on Facebook and Twitch ha and um, other social media platforms asking me to draw the obvious thing. Have <laughs> you got your anatomically anatomical diagram? I haven't. I am tempted to draw an anatom an anatomically correct. Phallus. Um, let's just call it a penis, shall we? Um, <laughs> but I've resisted the temptation so far. I, I would um, like to use tonight as an opportunity to come clean, though, because um, people are giving me slightly... <laughs> you need some tissue for that. Slightly. Oh, oh. Sorry, I'm Thank sorry. you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> people are giving me slightly too much credit i i am actually kind of tracing these so so what happened was when i did the pumpkin uh how did this happen i know what it was i did i did the, the freehand pumpkin drawing and i was reminded that my daughter did a pumpkin a few halloweens back where she and her boyfriend downloaded templates off the internet which you you basically pin to your pumpkin mm -hmm. And then you cut through the template into the pumpkin with these nice little saws that you can buy specifically for pumpkin carving. And you end up with the most magnificent pumpkins, um, you know, and pretty much any design you can, you can think of. And I thought, wouldn't it be brilliant if I did that with SRV tire tracks? So what I managed to find is a great little free program called PureRef, P-U-R-E-R-E-F, PureRef, just Google it. And I, I think it's intended as a sort of fancy post-it notes thing but basically you can stick a window on your desktop any size you like and you can drop images onto it and then you can make the whole thing translucent and pin it to the top so that it'll stay on top of other windows including elite so basically you download your drawing that you want to trace and you you pin it in this window and then you you go into the game and you get your top-down view of the srv and then you, you drive the SRV tracing the outline of your image. So I, I, I'm quite a good SRV driver, but I'm no artist. And I think it's time I stop taking credit for being an artist. Um, I am well, so So much for SRV Banksy, more like SRV yeah, I, Tracer. I, I feel like I'm going to be struck off. I think it's going to be the only night you'll call me SRV Banksy. I shall, I, I'm nothing but a, a cheap tracer. 
<laughs> a cheap treat. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we've got people already calling you a cheat in the chat. So, um, yeah. Oh, no. It, it, it's, it's like eating a sausage. You don't want to know how the sausage was made. You, you could have got away with it. I just couldn't go on with the guilt any longer. I thought it was time to come clean. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> moving on from from that, that <laughs> bombshell. Uh, ben, what have you been up to this week? Um, nothing massively exciting for anyone apart from myself, really. Um, I think the most exciting thing, as far as anyone else cares, is the science that we all did yesterday, uh, which yeah. I guess we'll be covering at a later point. Yes. Um, I did do. Uh, I did partake in some of the Halloween skins whilst I could. Mm. Um, I've apart from, uh, oh, I've been playing some Marvel Snap. That the new. <laughs> what, what was that? I think Psychic just had a. Uh, yeah. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, what else have been doing? Yeah, that's really. That's that's really about it as as far as everything I want to share. Fair, fair enough. Um, okay, we'll move on to Commander Psychit, who's obviously the, the Marvel thing she quite likes. I think we. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's honestly, I've talked about it so often this week already. It is. It's just like you you can pick it up, not play a game. Yeah, and there's like two minutes, yeah. two minutes, and even then, it doesn't matter if you lose. Yeah, the like, I mean, at the moment, knock on wood, at the moment, there are, um, once you progress through the be- the beginning section, it then moves on to, hey, pay for this season pass. Ah. I haven't paid for the season pass, and I've won every single game so far. Um, I, it doesn't feel like it's, uh, I, I've lost like two games in the whole history. I haven't won every single game. That would be insane. This, this is weird, because uh, <laughs> I'm winning the majority of my games too, and I'm wondering... Who are the poor schmucks who are losing? They are children, Ben. They are children who like <laughs> who like comic books. They probably they are. Will exploit them forever. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> so yeah, basically, you you you're mentally beating up children. Okay. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll do it again. Um, it's got yeah, squirrel girl though, so I'm happy. Yeah, it, it's it's got yeah, it's really fun. The art is great. It's really fun. It's in early access. If you don't like using mobile games or using your mobile to play, again, sounding like an advert, but it's not. It's also free on Steam as well, and you and can cross platform. I know, I can do yeah. it. It's so good, so good. Anyway, <laughs> this, this show is not sponsored by Marvel Snap. Although, if they do Unless... want to give us some money, <laughs> um. Uh, aside from that, um, I've just been still working on um, being a functioning human, which is always always an uphill struggle for me. And um, getting um, getting stuff ready and getting plans in place for when we have our American visitor next week. Um, and that's 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 more really. <laughs> Like not much else. I've done. I've faffed about in game a bit. The Musashi's moved. That's a weird one. But anyway, we'll probably come to that later. Mm. Um, just been doing some anti-asthma stuff, as I am want to do a little bit of BGS here and there. Norm, that's about it. Uh, glad to hear it. Well, um, let's see. I've I've gone a little bit um, mental on my my pursuit of trying to just get a level four dominator suit. Um, I can I'm now beginning to feel the grind. 
<laughs> We're pretty close, actually. I only need one more manufacturing instructions, and then that will do. But then I've got to start it all over again for a level five. And don't get me started on opinion polls. I actually got an opinion poll last night, and I was so excited, and then realised I'm getting excited over over a grind. Um, yeah, so I'm... Um, is begin is just beginning to wear at this point for me. Uh, still enjoying it though. Still, um, I'm still enjoying it. It's just you can feel that little bit of grind creeping in. Um, Alec, I was just going to say I'm I'm impressed. I, I hands up confession. I literally haven't done a single bit of on foot engineering. Uh, I have a bunch of grade three stuff that I've just mm. got from you know buying in the shops. But um, yeah, haven't done a single bit yet. Yeah, I've done a bit in No Man's Sky as well, which uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying since I, I wiped my save. Uh, I've now got my my base all set up, and I'm I'm, I'm building up my uh, my base that way, which is is always part of the process. Still, haven't got anywhere near finding Apollo yet, but you know, uh, just see how that goes. Just let it run in the background and. Uh, See what happens, um, and uh, yeah, as usual, <laughs> usual fun with with life at the moment. So, moving on from there, let's talk some development news. Well, <clears throat> not much, I'm afraid. There was the discovery scanner um, yesterday, with, done by uh, Sally, which I think that the only thing that they've confirmed is that yes, everything's still on course for the end of the month, and um, well. That's really about it. Um, we, we kind of... This is definitely the quiet period before the storm, I think. So I don't think that we've got much to really report on there. Um, there is a um, Frameshift Live coming this Thursday at the usual time of four. They seem to have moved everything back to about the right time, which is, uh, you know, it's nice that it's... Uh, and uh, Alec, do you want to talk about cosmetics? Yeah, the only thing in the discovery scanner that I just wanted to ask the crew about was um, they there was a little thing about Day of the Dead celebration. And I'm trying to remember, did we have Day of the Dead bobbleheads in the past that were... The last two years, absolutely. Have we? Did. I thought we had, okay. Cool. So we have, um, we've had three bobbleheads for the last two years. We've had three school bobbleheads with the um, little hats on and the um, a little bit of decorations. And we've also got um, the um, lights as well. So there are, um, there's uh, uh, cockpit lights with yeah. the little schools in as well. Okay. Um, yeah. However, the Discovery Channel does say something on the lines of, oh, we don't want to spoil it for anyone. So have a look. Um, on Wednesday, which to me they, in, 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 infers that there, there might be. I just want an Ernesto uh, de la Cruz outfit. That's all I need. <laughs> live, in, live in the Coco realness. Oh, wow. Please. I hadn't thought of that. A whole, uh, uh, yeah. I love it. It'd be amazing. The whole Day of the Dead vibe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, apart from that, there's there's not much going on with development news whatsoever. So, um <sighs> I guess we just have to wait. Uh, however, now this is going. This this hit me hard today when I realised this. Now, for anybody who wants to feel old, 
This Sunday will be the 10th anniversary of the Elite Dangerous Kickstarter. I'll just wow. let that sink in wow. for a moment. Okay, I think it's, it's uh, thoroughly sunk. Um, <laughs> ben, how do you feel about this? Because <laughs> I am feeling so old right now. I th- I'm trying not to, frankly. In Christ. What I find shocking yeah. about that, and, and without needing to give any specifics away, I'm sure for all of us, irrespective almost of how old or young you are, 10 years is a significant proportion of our entire life. I was still in my mid 30s. Do you know what I mean? If you if you divide yeah, your age by 10, it's like it's not a. It's, it's, it's 20% of my life yeah. so far. Yeah. That's quite something, isn't it? That Elite has been around for, for that proportion of our lives. Wow. Yeah, uh, but wow. It's... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean... That's too much, isn't it? Bye, everyone. I'm off. I'm far <laughs> too much of this nonsense. <laughs> I need to go and get myself a life. Bye. Yeah, 10 FIFAs <laughs> and 2,400 CODs since the get started. Yeah. Thank you, little biggie. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, so there's there's quite a few things that have have happened since the games have come and gone, and uh, yeah, we're still playing. On this. the bright side, Star Citizen is still in development. <laughs> Actually, it's more than ten years since it. It's more than ten years. Twenty thirty two as well. On the bright side, Star Citizen is still in development. You know it, I know it, and it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. And the current frequency they were discussing last week whether or not people are going to land on the moon next before <laughs> Star Citizen. Is yeah, I heard that. I, I probably actually. Uh, and uh, yeah, place your bets now because I think at least one mission will get to the moon before before Star Citizen comes out. Well, we've or already rather... had about three or four missions that have gotten to the moon since. <laughs> no, but this this is the biggies. This is the big ones from NASA. Okay, because okay, I mean, I know India sent a couple of things. China, hasn't China as well? Um, we sent an astronaut. 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 Jesus. Astronaut. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. We sent an astronaut. That's right. <laughs> Sound like Commander JCB Digger last week. Hundred <laughs> percent. He, he was well shunted. Ah. Uh, it, uh, I haven't. I, <laughs> I've, I've yet to apologise, but he did shoot first. <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's ten years. I suppose we'd have to get the original crew on to do a retrospective for that. But I think we'll wait until we've got ten years of Lee Radio before we start annoying people for that. That's not going to be long either, though. And I, I know it's four months. Jeez. Yeah, what? four months, and then it's ten years of live radio. No, yeah, we started. Uh, well, Chris and Chris, Chris, Alan, and John. <laughs> it does. It, it sounds like the Trumpton Fire Brigade, but <laughs> Chris, Chris, um, yeah, they started in February 2013. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling to me that 2012 was. Um, 10 years ago so and yeah it also uh, puts the point out that it has been more than 10 years since Star Citizen um, started its Kickstarter so 
or rather the Squadron 42 that I wanted. Not that I'm bitter about that. And look what an amazing game Squadron 42 was when it came out like three weeks ago. Wasn't that wonderful? <laughs> oh, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> I'm really bitter today. I'm very sorry. I'm hoping that, that Mark Hamill will still be alive for the, any more cutscenes before they, they launch the game. Oh, dear. Tune in next week, folks, for another episode of Last of the Lavy and Brandy, in which we in which we send Ben down a hill in a bathtub. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you put Ben as compo. I really am. Everybody in this scenario, please no. Please no, please. Oh, dear. Everybody's now imagining Ben in a bathtub. We, we were trying not to. Are we not? I'm, I'm trying to get the mental image out of my head before we carry on. So, yeah, I'm, like 10 years, right, move on. <laughs> Stephen Usher, senior, star senior citizen, is, is what's going to come next. Oh, dear. Right. Um, let's have a look at the in-game events. What has been happening this week? Well, on the 27th of October, Thargoids raided the Nebula Colony. Now... I am a little confused about this because um, I was under the impression that something was happening in Californian sector CQ-YC5 and HIP-18077. Um, but from what I've heard, there's a couple of maybe green clouds, but that's about it. Um, Psychic? Yeah, we got really excited about it. Um, like super excited um, and flew out there straight away. Was that Thursday when that happened? Yes, it was Thursday. Okay, so th when that happened, because um, I was, um, my hands were beginning to hurt, so I was just about to finish, and um, suddenly that um, it was quite a late, a, a late um, gown out, and we flew all the way out there, and the. The mega ships they've got logs, but they're old logs, mm -hmm. but the 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 skins have changed. Very strange. Oh just like just the, I just the wish there was something changed. like That's it. Yeah, so it, it's like it's um it looks like um it looks like a caustic attack. It didn't look like that before. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the logs that you can get out there are logs that have been there for a while. So um I got really excited thinking that it was sort of signalling um, on th on th Thargoids because like we're pretty confident that that's what's coming. But um, I thought it was like fully signal signaling that, and it just wasn't. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I heard a couple of things that you know people like yourself did dash out to those two systems, and uh, there wasn't much there. I mean, the mega sh the mega ships themselves were they under Thargoid attack or? Nope, oh. it's like um, an old Thargoid attack. I wonder mm. whether that was supposed to come, that Gauna article was supposed to come out when it did. Oh, right, I see. Yeah. I wonder if it was supposed to be 27th of October 2021 and it had the wrong year on it and it's like a year old Galnet. Yeah. Also, just because it was, it was so like, I'm really used to um, the in-game clock hitting one and then I'm waiting to see mm. um, what the next Gauna article is. And this was like nearer nearer to like three o'clock yeah um in game time so um i just wonder whether it was something that maybe should have should have been like delayed a couple of a couple of days or something like that i don't know yeah um in other news that happened on the 27th the xeno peace project had gathered support so um all those that did the uh deliveries for the thargoid advocacy project um well you'll get your rewards so yay 
Um, so I think that they're going to send out their megaship soon to try and talk to the Thargoids. I think they'll become Thargoid food, but that's just my honest opinion. No? Okay. Um, on the feed 100%. All right, if you think it's feed 100%, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, on the 28th, the rest of this is basically the, a discussion about whether or not they need Aegis back. Um, the superpowers have discussed a united anti-Xeno fleet uh, on the 28th, and then on the 31st, the, Emperor, the Empire said, no, nope, we're not going to do it. Uh, and on the 1st of November, the Council of Admirals over in the Alliance are pretty much split. Um, looks like four in favour, five not. But unfortunately, the five that not want to have the um, alliance with uh, <laughs> what's what's the name of that corporation again? Sirius Corporation. They want to uh, they want to basically have the uh, keep the alliance with the Sirius Corporation in uh, in place. Uh, of course, the swing vote, of course, is the admiral who comes from the Sirius Corporation. So that's that's a bit dodgy. Um, uh, and of course, the, the actual Federation fleet are, are saying, yeah, we're up for actually joining up with anybody else because I'm beginning to wonder whether they've realised that there's, there's, there's something. Um, yeah, Psykit, do you want to touch on the... That print- Go on, name it. Name it. Go on. <laughs> Mushashi? Close enough. Right, so, um, <laughs> the... Um, I actually, I actually spelled it wrong, so it's completely on me that you pronounce that incorrectly. Um, uh, the Musashi, the, um, uh, the azimuth megaship mm. that isn't like their their grand one, their, um, the just uh, the other one that was like hiding in another sector and giving away stuff. Yeah, um, moved on Thursday. Oh right. Um, com- completely out of the blue, went to went to one drama. Um, I don't know if that's particularly how you pronounce it, but I enjoy um, an azimuth megaship moving to somewhere called Drama. Um, Fair enough. But we, we, th- there's nothing like to indicate. There's been nothing in um, Galnet. It's been conspicuously absent in in Galnet, with the exception of it showing up in Galnet News Digest. Um, because when it moved, yes, it switched allegiance. Oh. So it switched to. Um, the control, the it's like allegiance switched to the controlling factor in the system. Now, my guess is that this is an error and it's going to be rectified at some point, but there's still nothing in Ghana or anything indicating why it's moved. However, yeah. my personal speculation is that maybe they found out where um, Sojane is mm. and they're going to plan on making a stand from that direction. Um, I figure there's going to be some hand waving on Thursday's tick and it's going to go back to Azimuth. Right. But in the meantime, it's like, oh, Azimuth are doing something. Let's not forget that they exist. Uh, yes, that's, that's also useful. Um, ben? I have to admit, I really hope, if it was a cock-up, but they they basically bow in, lean into it, and you know some kind of uprising on the ship or or something to basically you know to explain why the ships left them and has changed yeah. changed factions and you know lean into that as a as a thing. Don't hand wave them. It's back to Azimuth now. It's just yeah, like no, just okay. If you if you cocked up, you cocked up. So what? 
Imagine the imagine the stories that could go there. Yeah, I mean, it all depends with them. Like, they've got future plans for that ship, though. Although I must. Well, admit, they, I, they've got future plans for it. Then you know, it's just a bunch of digital zeros and ones. Copy paste it. Give it a new name. Sorted. Yeah, so they could yeah, have had another one sitting. You know, sitting behind the bar, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, what's this? It's a mega ship that I've got hidden up my sleeve. No, I mean, I would, I would love it if all of a sudden we get a, a Galnet article saying that there's been a mutiny on that ship, and they've all asked for uh, the crew have asked for asylum from Azimuth at, at this particular place. But um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how that plans out. Um, I didn't realise that that ship had moved, but uh, um, well spotted, Psychit. And of course, Galnet News, because Galnet News did it as well. Um, so the other news is the number of Stargoids at the moment has now risen to eight, because it was only seven last week. Um, and here's the worrying thing. Unidentified Interstellar Anomaly 3 is now only 83 light years away from HIP 22460. Uh, these things can be monitored, of course, in the Canon Tracker which we will put a link in the show notes. Um, are these things speeding up or slowing down? It feels like they're speeding up, because mm. you know, but that could just be because everything's getting closer. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just looking at the Canon tracker now. Actually, number, number one looks closer. Am I imagining that? Uh, well, you see, this is the thing. These, these were done uh, at lunchtime today. Mm, uh, so, of course... Right now. Yeah, so it now looks like things are getting closer to, to um, I don't know, should we call it G-Day? T-Day. 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 Okay, let's, say, let's call it T-Day or T-minus. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think... I, no T, no work. at the Canon map, it's, it's very tempting to think there's going to be 16 of them, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I, I love I love some that someone actually had a theory that there was going to be thirteen of them, one for each power play leader. So they wipe out all the power play leaders, and that means power play is deleted from the game. Wow! And then in January or February, whenever it is, that's the major game feature that they revamp. <laughs> they hit power play two point Brilliant. Yeah. Which you know, um, let's be honest. Power play is something that, uh, although I like it, it's it it needs looking at in so many ways. <laughs> but that's for another time. Um, I think it's now that time of the week again. Score alert! Obviously, um, there's is the they've brought back the Day of the Dead things for all those that like um, 
in-ship uh, ornaments. However, we have uh, three ships that are getting new paint jobs, which is the Eagle, the Adder, and the Sidewinder, and they're getting the Pulse paint jobs, which are it's actually one of my favourites, these. Um, we've, we've got the Sidewinder, the Eagle, uh, and then the Adder. Oh. <laughs> right, fair enough. Um, yeah, the, you can get these paint jobs in white, green, blue, purple, red, orange, and white. Um, now, I actually have a bit of an issue because I've got this for these um, paint jobs for my Cobra. However, when I've put it on the Cobra and Odyssey, um, it doesn't look right. I mean, have, have these things been fixed for Odyssey? Absolutely no idea whatsoever. Uh, right. Well, I hope they have because they are fantastic. This this kind of Tron um, highlighting, uh, I really do like, and I, I am actually tempted to get one for the Eagle and one for the Sidewinder, even though that the only Sidewinder I've got is the Orange Sidewinder. So, yeah, um, Alec. Can I ruin the Sidewinder one for everyone? Little Biggin in chat has just pointed out that from the front it, it looks like the commander's head and shoulders, and it really does. And now I can't unsee it. <laughs> oh, you sod! I've just seen it as well now. <laughs> oh, oh, little Biggin, you you personage. It's like a commander wearing headphones or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just stop it! No, oh, that's that's it ruined for me, right? I'm not. It'll only be the eagle. Frontier, if you if you've lost the seal and you can blame little Biggin. <laughs> oh, jeez, I can't look at it now. Spoils no. it completely. No, it's ruined. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the other one looks okay, but um, Didn't want it anyway. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's not an adder. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, anybody else tempted? Just because of the ships that they're on, probably not. It's not something I fly very often. Uh, now, they need to put that on the Apex Taxi. <laughs> Maybe if you have that, the Apex Taxi goes a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, enjoy those those uh, paint jobs before you get it. Do they um, ever have paint jobs, the Apex Taxis? Yeah, they've they just got Apex written down the side. Uh, is it, are they all the same? Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, moving on from there, uh, I think we will take a short break and we'll come back with our main discussion. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point out at me. When the warm sound Settlement Patrol Man rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrol Man. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lay Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. While the team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before their Series 2 return, there's plenty of material to fill the void. Point your auto assistant to your favorite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and with the writer Emily Inkpen. 
There's also plenty of bonus materials and merch at www.thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of Season 2. system travel sometimes it takes so long I have chills for all kinds of circumstances on my ship but the one thing I don't have a tool for is uneven tan lines I just want to look like a million credits but when you're living for days on a ship with processed and filtered air, it really dries out your skin. I use Better Hope Goldening Tan Cream. It just boosts your confidence. I don't believe that beauty is only skin deep, but now I really do look like a million credits. Even my friends mistook me for a genuine gold skin. Jameson and James. Upgrades and services for your body. And welcome back. Um, we have to applaud, uh, I think it's Mouth for the Win. Who who else was involved in that first new advert? It's Mouth it's, it's Mal for the Win and um, Kremen. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent work, guys. I think I think everybody now wants their own action uh, <laughs> settlement patrolman now. Uh, available in all good game shops now. And remember, if you take it, you take it out of the packet, it loses fifty percent of its value. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Anyway, the main discussion: what we'd like to talk about this uh, today. Well, um, one of the things that we've been doing, um, me and Ben and and uh, a, f- a friend of ours, have been we've been running missions in Odyssey, and one of the missions that um, I think I've, I've gone on about quite a lot is a f- is the base raid where you have a um a space component happening or, or space wrinkle if you like go on ben say it get cream for that is that what you mean yeah that's the one you just yeah. wanted to, to get that one out your system okay um <laughs> that's right i i i'm I, i'm still fine after after alec earlier <laughs> Fair, fair enough. <laughs> Once you've got rid of it, you're all calm, aren't you? <laughs> Which is... Uh, mm, that came out wrong. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we were looking at what space-based challenges could be added to the existing on-foot missions to help make on-foot and, uh, the on-foot part and the space part of the games feel a little bit more integrated. And uh, yeah, there was, I, get, I gave an example, we, we put this out to the forums and I gave an example, which was like uh, smuggling, you know, where you have the delivery, illegal delivery missions. Um, there could be uh, patrols of security ships that need to be evaded before you even get to the base to deliver your package to Mr. or Mrs. McGuffin. Um, I mean, obviously, these kind of missions, you would have to come with a, you've got to use your own ship warning because uh, if you did use the Apex shuttle, you'd probably get scanned quite quickly, you'd fail the mission, and you'd probably die alongside the Apex pilot, although he deserves it, deserves it for flying another 
Anyway, so uh, we'll, what we'll do is we'll go around the crew uh, and see what suggestions they've got, uh, and then we'll be able to discuss what was uh, raised in the forums. So, uh, Ben, you're first on the list. What, what little, <laughs> I hate to say this, what wrinkles could we add to your, your missions? The obvious ones, like you were mentioning, is the you go and say you've got to repair the base or I guess the other way around where you're stealing something from the base mm-hmm. and you, know, you basically between the mission location and the station where you're handing it in at, you should be chased or you could be chased all the way there. You know, so people trying to stop you from actually... People, yeah, if I'm flying, for, flying from Lave to, to, a st- to somewhere in Deso with a power regulator, I sh- you know, it'd be nice to get interdicted in Deso whilst I'm, I'm trying to repair the base, or at least to have it as an option. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, exactly, you know, exactly the same, all the exactly the same kind of things with, you know, you go and kill, like, the assassination missions, mm. and these guys have mates, you know, they're, they're crime bosses and things like that. Surely they're minions should might want to get revenge yeah surely there's, there's some forces out there that uh, big all big mafia tony can call upon to do his dirty work i'm i'm intrigued now psychics saying they do they do yeah they do i i i'm a bit of an officiando for those um takedown missions when you take out people mm-hmm. and stuff um, I got um on the way back to turn in my mission today. Even I got interdicted twice on the bounce by people who were chasing me specifically on the back of that happening. I look, don't get me wrong. I don't think I don't necessarily think that that's sufficient, but it is something that happens. Yeah, is that when you've done a massacre mission on a on a on a planet or nope, an assassination? That was that was those were those were takedowns on planets. Oh, oh, right. doing that. Cool. I, I, I thought cool. I couldn't decide if I'd imagined it or not, but I thought I'd seen that. I thought I'd had people in ships hassling me on the way to or, or from a takedown. Well, well, yeah, I've yet to experience it, and we were doing an awful lot of experimentation on that yesterday. <laughs> um, we did have the, we did manage to get one where we were are you, told. Are we giving the re- the result of the science? Yes, let's give the result of the science. What we've been doing is we've been trying to test the missions to see, you know, there's there's two missions where where we've got uh, where you're supposed to have the space component happen. The first one is obviously when you've done a base raid. Um, uh, as Psykit has said, you get interdicted on the way back, and uh, uh, you've got to fight your way past these these assassins that they've obviously put a bounty on you. Now, the other one was um, doing a takedown mission uh, where the target knows you're coming and is preparing to flee. Now, you, this is actually an extra twist to this one because there's an additional submission where it says uh, the target has fled. And at that point, you've got to actually find where they fled to. But in this case, um, what we were doing was we were testing to see whether or not the uh, the target does a runner uh, once you turn up on the base. To because there's supposed to be a, a ship that turns up, and uh, the target is supposed to run for the ship, and then 
there was some confusion to whether or not you failed the mission as soon as that person got on the ship or whether or not the ship you failed the mission when the ship jumped away um in conclusion what we discovered was um it's very it's very difficult to get them to run to the ship <laughs> um basically, basically me and ralph and ben could have quite easily wiped out this person um before and completed the mission before they they made a run for it oh, and, uh, R- ralph last night was like she's coming right for me and shot her in the face before we even had a chance to try it Yes, the, that was the first attempt. That didn't work out too well. Uh, the second attempt, basically, she was the the target was down to a slither of health left, and she was still fighting. Uh, and until basically, I mean, me and Ralph were sort of saying we, we were dodging left, right, and centre to make sure that you know she didn't hit us. And then eventually, she realised she was at number two to one, and then ran away. <laughs> Oh, trust me, Mac Winston, she was in danger. Uh, And she ran away, uh, got on board a ship. uh, The ship took off. And then it was up to Ben to shoot him down. uh, But he didn't. And he managed to get away. And only when the ship jumped uh, jumped away did we fail the mission. So Mm -hmm. that that kind of gives you... You've got that kind of... um, part between the ship being launched and the the ship jumping to to hyperspace to get your target so it's not when they get on the ship which i'm relieved about but uh yeah i found it it was more difficult to get them to run (laughs) (laughs) because the thing with this one and i remember specifically remember frontier announcing this and i was digging through patch notes trying to find it it wasn't didn't feel like it was that long ago and they specifically mm. announced that they had this thing that occasionally your target would run would make a run for it and mm. i don't know about other people but i immediately imagined giving pursuit in a spaceship you know them running for their ship me running for my ship taking off maybe um wake scanning them chasing them to another system and you know and, and the chase continuing and then when i kind of i mean it sounds like it's slightly better than i imagined but basically once they run for the ship, it's more or less game over, isn't it? Which which seems a missed opportunity, really. Well, Ben, how difficult was it to shoot down that ship? Give, um, give I, us a... So I last night I was sitting there in my in my crate, um, and I didn't have all of my picked weapons, so I did run out relatively quickly. Mm. Um, but basically, when I mean, the ship takes off, and as soon as it felt like it's not even getting to up to distance before it starts jumping is like take off and i'm now high waking huh. um and obviously you, you the mission failed so yeah. no options to like to to follow the scan to follow the to follow the wake and things like that yeah what is it is it an apex taxi no uh, it wasn't this it was, was actually viper. quite nice okay it was it was a viper was it a viper I thought it, no, it was a viper or a python, but whichever one it was, it wasn't it a python. Had the, um, it, it had, had the, the pirate, pirate skin, the pirate um, ship kit on it. Yeah, so it was blatantly obvious. As like, aha! I wonder what this is just is that's just shown up. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely the only way to stop it in, uh, from taking off is definitely when we're in a team, because we need to have someone oh, in yeah. the air ready for it. 
And even then, as as Ben proved, it, you're not guaranteed to get it. I mean, I, there's more. I would like to see what what the AI would do if mm-hmm. you shot their ship before they got onto it. Uh, although I suspect, as soon as I open up, the base will open up on me. So we'd have to turn off the base defenses. Yeah, that's one thing um, that we didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> No, because yeah, um, the base defenses are remain remain lethal. They do, uh, um, and yeah, they turned active as soon as you shot at it. To be yeah. honest, uh, um, that, that made things interesting. Oh, it did make it pretty for you guys on the ground. Oh yeah, that was actually quite fun to watch. I mean, I thought, I thought, oh, he's going to get it, he's going to get it, and then I, I mean, I was, I was very, very, it was very, very close. It was like out of hull, and you know, da- out of shields, and down to about thirty percent hull. Before the the wake kicked in, and yeah, I was boosting, trying to go daka daka daka, but yeah, they were you know I didn't I cocked off in that I didn't have pips to end to weapons because my pips were in my shields um, after the sh- station was shooting me, um, so that that was that was my bad. But if I'd had everything in engines, and I didn't have to worry about the station shooting at me, and I were bloody quick on the on the trigger, then. Probably, I'd have been able to do it. Yeah, it would have been. Um, it would have been interesting to see whether or not we got a mission pass at that point. Yeah, that would be. I mean, we've more science to do, basically. Yeah, we've, we've got to make sure that um, we do the mission by shooting. Can, down I, the ship. can I suggest a science? Mm? Um, on the next time you get together and do some sciencing like that, mm-hmm. do you want to try try and shoot the ship? If it's obvious, as obvious as you say before that it's going to be that ship before it lands, um, maybe maybe try killing the ship beforehand and see if something else turns That's up. That's something I would like to do. Yeah, see whether yeah. the AI goes into oh shit, I'm I'm screwed and I'm locked. I'm I'm locked here and just you know opens up instead of on you instead of trying to run. Because mm-hmm. um, it was interesting during you know while you guys were on the ground. It sounded. It, was, it sounded at least like sometimes the AI was like, "Oh no, I'm running," and it was running. Yeah. But then it seemed to get itself caught and was like, "Okay, I'm going to just shoot you instead." And yeah. Like, I can't it, shoot you because if I shoot you, you'll be dead. I know that, that was the one thing that I, with me and Ralph were trying to work out when, at what point does the AI think, "Oh, actually, um, I'm close to dying here. I better run," uh, because. It, it seemed to take about two or three minutes of that person running around with about one hit point left for them to realize, oh, we're going to be dead. I'm going to run. It, it, should, it just seemed that it was very easy to kill the target without him, without them making a run for it. Alec, I know, I know you've been dying to jump <laughs> yeah, in. Just, just, just on the sort of broader topic of, of your post on the forum, Ted, and actually sort of even broader, the, the this sort of separation. I think there is a, a sense of separation between Horizons and Odyssey content, which which reaches into all sorts of aspects of the game. This particular mission, it, it did strike me that the fact that it doesn't lead to space-based missions, it, it sort of, it reinforces the sense that the the lack of sort of mixed mission content isn't, isn't just down to... Um, the fact that Frontier haven't yet scripted these scenarios, it, it seems more fundamental. It, it, it really feels like it, it's reinforcing the separation of these two halves of the game and saying, oh, you know, we can't really 
easily lead from a an Odyssey mission into a Horizons one, effectively, um, which which is odd, you know, because you would think. I mean, talking about the AI, so so the fact that it's not an Apex taxi, so this ship that the that the fleeing, you know person runs to and jumps into there's no reason why the ai that takes that ship off can't be the same ai that we encounter in a res site so it ought to be capable of you know defensive flying and it seems odd it seems odd that there's this that there does seem to be a split which is kind of what this debate's about i suppose and trying to break down that split a bit yeah i I mean i know that i know the the uh there are obviously going to be limitations but um yeah I, I think i was a little bit surprised how well yeah like i said how difficult it was to get the person to run uh and uh, i think how difficult it was to shoot them the ship down after it had launched because um yeah i was hoping that it'd be a little the the escape ships would be a little bit more fragile it doesn't really sound like you're meant to shoot the escaping ship, almost, and that that, that it's all, not not a bug exactly, but it's almost a sort of un. If you did manage to shoot the the escaping ship and um and win the mission, that that sounds almost like an accident. Well, the whole reason we were trying that <laughs> was because people were saying on the forums that as soon as the guy gets in the ship, you're yeah, yeah I should, your that mission was failed. Me, actually, that was, there was me. Yeah, well, okay, actually, it was you. My assumption, but um, but you know, oh, if you you can't if, have people all wrong on the internet, Jesus. No, no, quite right. We need to set them right. Uh, yeah, great, good, good science. I, I totally <laughs> salute that you science this. Good stuff. Uh, I mean, Psychic, have you got any suggestions or anything you'd like to see where on foot missions have a space component or a space section to it? So, so we talked about this. Um, I was like, oh, shit, I haven't thought of anything to say at live. So I brought it up on stream today. Mm. Um, and we, we, had a, we had a little bit of a chat about it. And my, yeah, that mission could do with, like, following a highway, trying to chase it down and then um, um, interdicting it from there and those components. But what I'd really like to see is, like, Say, for example, you go and pick up something from a from from a crash settlement, some data from a crash settlement, yes, or from from a crash ship, something like that, and you take it back to one of the mission givers, and I'm talking specifically the mission givers, not the stuff that's on panels. Yeah, but um, one of the one of the lads that stood there going, "Hey, you you good with a firearm?" Those kind of um, yeah. kind of folks. Um, and you take it back to them, and they then go, "Oh, sweet! This information tells me that they're planning on destroying a ship in this sector or in this um system." Um, go and see if you can recover something from that ship i I get that looking at the data it looks like it might have already happened go and see if you cover recover something from that ship be careful the pirates might still be there just things along those lines so you do something you take it back and it gives you something else to do which is a different facet of um elite dangerous gameplay and then you bring that back and they're like yeah yeah you got to take all these pirates out on this settlement hmm. and you can choose not to do it but the like, money sort of like chaining kind of idea basically yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely chaining chaining it but chaining it so that you're doing you're doing one thing and then you come you come back yeah sure you could be chased by pirates and interdicted but who there, there's very few people that have been 
like the the four of us are long in the teeth enough in elite it's been out for it's been kickstarted for 10 years it's been out for a long enough time that we're going to be able to um avoid a um npc interdiction so they're nothing more than just an inconvenience even if they do happen but like a proper a proper follow-up mission yeah um Zanton, exactly like the old follow-up missions but with more with a little bit more dialogue something on those lines just to pad them out but they come them coming specifically from like the the, the face characters in the bases yeah i mean i would love to see those kind of things uh, occur but the problem with that is and I, and I hate to see this the i did some i did some modeling and I think it was, they'd have to write something along the lines of 4,000, 4,000, at least 4,000 linking pieces of dialogue um, to link all the different uh, combinations. And the more there are in the chain, the worse those combinations get. Because, no. yeah. <laughs> so counter to that, um, so it, then it just turns to... Um, turns to rather than like 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 generate a dialogue say this can be one two or three number things base it on the missions that we already have you don't have to do anything like super exciting just like oh this has come back this comes back to me we have a follow-up mission for you if you'd like to take it and that that can be all the all the npc says oh i can follow up on that for you and then like some sort of um some sort of branch just saying okay this is a set this is the settlement that you now or this is the system that you need to go for scan for it and see if you can recover it that's a normal mission mm-hmm. and that's that's already that's already scripted um but just like rolling for it i don't know that that was what i what when i was playing what i thought might be quite nice it's it sounds it ben you're next I thought, yeah i thought the psych it was like when um, talking about generating the content, as in she meant something like Eliza, <laughs> or you know, get proper AI generated mission content text stuff kind of idea, which would have been amazing if you could get that. And imagine crazy. No, let's be lazy. That would suggest some kind of procedural generation. What sort of game do you think this is? Oh, I, I'm not thinking Procchen. I'm thinking <laughs> proper AI. Yeah, yeah. I do I like. I mean, Sackett's right though. That you, you, you don't need to have that that um, the thing that Colin's talking about about a sort of exponential increase in dialogue. You just need the one line of dialogue that says, or a few to mix it up a bit that yeah. says, "Thanks, that was a great mission. I've got something else for you if you're interested." That's all it needs. And then what I think would be really cool is is I don't think these kind of little special things like chain missions and particularly the um, the occasional random inbox missions you get they don't pay enough they need to be really interesting i'd love mm-hmm. to see like um a scaling factor so every time you you know every time he says i've got another thing for you if you're interested each of those gets more and more and more valuable so if you manage to do sort of five you know give them a maximum of five or something and if you do all five of their missions the last one's playing paying like you know 100 million credits or something why not be great yeah i mean i must um oh yeah i must admit i did i do agree with that one um yeah well alec uh you've got you've got a couple of suggestions yourself haven't you um what were you thinking of specifically? I've sort of been... I, I guess it, was, it, was, it was, both ways, right? So if people have a space 
a favorite space-based horizon mission that could benefit from an added on-foot component, then that works too, right? For me, the thing is about making Elite feel less like two separate games and more like a unified whole. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, I mean, actually, I was just going to get off missions for a second slightly because I, I think this was another part of it, but quite a few people in the forum thread chipped in on this, but just the fact that the the horizons assets that we have planetary assets so um planetary not so much the planetary ports the big round ports mm -hmm. sort of feel somehow more integrated I, I don't i can't put my finger on why but 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 certainly the little bases you know with sort of eight landing pads and particularly the the, the very small bases that you can't even land at all those sort of horizons assets have have zero you know odyssey hasn't touched them at all yes they, they, they really to me feel like um you know you're sort of visiting like a deserted film set from a from a bygone era yeah they uh, feel like leftovers that's what yeah, it feels ab like absolutely um and and so the sort of things that have come up in the in the thread are you know just ha have npcs walking around like in, you do in settlements maybe um have doors have cuttable panels um mm. At a pinch, I know this is a bit more work, but add you know new interiors. All all those buildings in um, Horizons, if you've ever glitched through them, they're sort of hollow shells. I mean, they really are like Hollywood film sets. They they're, they're just facades. That does mean there's space inside them, and that you you know there's room to build um, more interiors that you could walk into. Being able to you know what they did do as a sort of token gesture was they plonked down the um the concourse building but it's a new building it's like a little round building that's plonked onto those horizons assets mm -hmm. I, I almost felt like that was a shame i mean it almost um it, you know increases the the idea that these horizons assets are dead and we're plonking new odyssey stuff in because never the twain shall meet i uh, i I always had the idea that you'd have a kind of a mission terminal there that you could actually drop things off at or pick things up from. And yeah, yeah, I remember discussing it with with Sandro, and he his eyes went, "Oh, that's a good idea." You know, settlements um, are littered with new hollow ads and all sorts of little signposts, and so they, I just think they could have sprinkled some of that around the horizons bases to make them feel more integrated. This is what I was going to say, but as Colin said, you know, when mm -hmm. you go into your hangar, you mm -hmm. go and have the, you know, the terminal on your hangar um, or at the, at the outside of it and things like that. But yeah, what I was actually thinking was something that I think we've all dreamt about is when you're going around the Guardian bases, there are things that look suspiciously like doors. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give it like three weeks, Ben. Yeah. Jesus, be patient. I, 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 I desperately hope so. But if I put my pessimist hat on, I think the best we're going to get is new Guardian stuff rather than revisiting the current things. Just be pissed off about that in like three weeks' time, uh, all right? Well, Let maybe. that rage build. <laughs> I don't want that rage to build. I want to be happy and I want to be like, yeah, I well, always when, knew there was a door there. So if the rage builds and it does come to something, um, then imagine the release of happiness that will genuinely happen. <laughs> Ooh, 
okay, oh, fair man. enough. No, that's that's <laughs> twice that that Ben will have had to release in one episode. I don't think we should continue this much further. <laughs> uh, I've been reading the Baroque Cycle by Neil Stevenson, and one of the characters there called Eliza is very good at helping people release things and does it very deliberately. And anyone who's read the books will know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, well, we'll leave that up to to people's imaginations for those who haven't read the books. I'm one of them. It's a very very good series. Yeah, I mean, um, Mac does suspect that um, effectively this stuff can't be changed because they don't want to change the existing assets in uh, in 3.8 but then again if it's in Horizons 4.0 then that was the whole point of having Horizons 4.0 it's a door that you can't open, deal with it yeah, also also, I mean they have added cuttable panels to the SRV Mm, but then that doesn't cause a you know, presumably if you're playing Horizons there aren't any Obviously, you don't find any SRVs with cuttable panels, but it's not. It, it doesn't seem to be a problem that they can take an asset that's in one version of the game and add more to it in the upgraded version of the game. Yeah. So sure, the SRVs sh- you drive don't have cuttable panels, so do they? They don't. Yeah. But, but I mean, there are there are SRV wrecks in both versions of the game, and the Odyssey SRV wrecks occasionally have cuttable panels. So I, I fail to see that it could possibly be a problem for them to stick, for example, a cuttable panel into a wall of a Horizons base that isn't there if you don't have Odyssey. Or Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Oh, this, is, this is one thing that, that got me. This is something I didn't realise. You know, in SRVs, I, I'm probably... This is me probably just playing catch-up, but I didn't realise there's a third panel underneath... The SRV. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Colin. Yeah, I didn't. That's where the power unit is. Well, I know that now. It's tricky, I've been, it, been cutting away the two little red ones at the rear, and they're thinking, I'm sure you you got power converters from here, but they're not there. And of course, it's not. It's underneath the blasted thing. Uh, I, I, most of the ones that I have been, to be, to be fair, most of the SRVs I've been cutting up have been crashed onto the planet's surface and you can't get underneath them. It's only when I was in a base and went, oh, hang on, I can see a red bit under there. Oh, that's where you get the power regulator from. Duh. Yes, sorry. Bit of a rant there. (laughs) But that wasn't the thing that we realised, Ben. It was something else and I still can't remember what it is. Oh, Wasn't it something to do with um, esca- when we were escaping? I, it doesn't ring a bell. Uh, it's oh, it's going to bug me for the rest annoy- of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to absolutely annoy me for the rest of the day. Um, so, obviously, we threw this question out over onto the forums. Uh, and, yeah, we had a, a, a lot of responses, a, a couple of pages of responses uh, with a lot of debate going back and forward in front of... Um, in front of everybody. Um, yeah. The one thing that, uh, well, the first point that someone raised was they'd like to lose the separation between on foot mats for on foot gameplay and vice versa. Now, this did confuse me because at the moment there are places where you can 
cut open containers that will give you on uh, on ship mats as well as the on foot mats but you obviously have to scoot them up in the SRV. Alec? Yeah, I mean, some of these bullet points are sort of my wording of what I was reading into forum threads. Um, mm. But yeah, I think this was the ability to maybe, you know, the things that we, the materials we pick up on foot for engineering our on-foot gear, maybe sometimes be able to find that in space or... I guess out in the SRV and and vice versa. The old, you know, all the old mats that we're familiar with for ship engineering. Sometimes mm-hmm. being able to pick those up on foot. I, I don't. I mean, I, I guess anything like that helps to ease the separation. I, I don't particularly feel the, a desperate need for that, but I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, that's like it. I read that as mission rewards, um, oh, like right. having ha- mission um, mission rewards. Um, ah, okay. If you do an on-foot mission, the mission rewards that you get are solely on-foot materials and um, vice versa. So, like, you go to Rubigo to get your best passenger missions to get any, like, um, stuff that you might need for your ship and things along those lines. Um, There isn't... It would be nice... To do a do a ship mission, um, a ship mission, and get, or it'd be nice to go to a Bigo and be able to stack up on settlement defence plans or something yeah, like that. Right, you know, right, just right. like something on those lines. And I, I like if they if they're talking about the materials as well. What would be really really nice is when you pick up a material on foot, have it in multiples of three, like exactly the same as you have on your ship. That would be a nice way to balance the two together. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's something. <laughs> like I said, the grind is just beginning to bite right now. Um, Alec? I was just going to say, don't you also hate that thing where you you have like a sort of abandoned crash ship or something and you're sat in your SRV and you can see in contacts and I guess just on the scanner or out the window, you can see that there's a thing like a, a an on-foot material. Mm-hmm. But you can't just deploy your cargo scoop and drive over to it and collect it. You have to get out, at which point you don't have the SRV's contacts panel. So then you you can sort of be a bit blind about where it is. And then you get back in the SRV to have another look to see where it is. And then you sort of remember it and go, okay, it's over in that direction. And then you get out on foot again and walk in that direction. And it's sort of infuriating that you, this stuff that you can see in the SRV but not pick up. Yeah, it would be it would be nice to be able to mark something in the SLV, like target something in the SLV, and then still have that show up on your HUD well, yeah. just like when you when you get out. Just, but also, it, well, just yeah, yeah, just like the pointing thing. It should it should if you're marking something, it should then be you should be able to get out and also have that reflected. So it doesn't make any sense. I mean, okay, so when you're on foot, some of the the things that you scoop up in the SLV, cargo canisters and escape pods are are huge, and obviously you can't pick one of those up and yeah. drop it in your pocket. But vice versa, you know, the things that you pick up on foot, you should really just be able to scoop in the SRV because what's the what's the what's the logic to say you can't? They're too small for the scoop? Okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they've got to be actually handed picked up by hand and put in the backpack. You need a vacuum attachment to the SRV <laughs> to scoop up the small stuff. Yeah, you need yeah, you need a, a proper robotic small arm in order to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um yeah, th- this one I don't think I can see as it happening because of the very nature of 
of the way the DLC's been um, been done, but blurring the line where you get space slash on foot missions rather than the current absolute separation. Um, I mean, we know that you can actually hand in missions on the ship, regardless of whether or not it's um, it's an on foot mission or a space based mission. Yeah. I wonder if everyone but, knows that. It's a tiny beginner tip, maybe, that if you've picked up an on-foot mission, you don't have to schlep all the way back to the concourse to hand it in. It's just right there on the ship menu. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's a good thing. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know whether I've got a problem with this one or not. Uh, I don't know that I have. I, I think I think we knew before Odyssey even launched. I think we all had suspicions about because if you could, <laughs> if you could pick up the on foot missions just sitting on your spaceship from the station services menu, you, mm-hmm. you'd never get out. You wouldn't bother, would you? Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, I mean apart, apart from that, why would you go into the into the station concourse? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Unless, my, my only thought on this was unless you mixed them up in a different way. So rather than it being Od- um, Horizons missions from station services and Odyssey missions from the concourse terminals, which mm. is such an, you know, it's such a gamey separation in a way, it, maybe mix them up so that the the missions for the owner of the station or in station services, but if you want to pick up anything from a minor faction, you have to get out. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Mix it up in a different way that's not quite such a... Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Um, ben? It's basically it's reinforcing what we've said all along, that sadly the concourses are a glorified menu. Yeah. Well, they're a glorified menu slash chat room, because yeah. that's, that's basically where the well, socialisation point, is supposed point, to happen. Pointing room. Uh, pointing, <laughs> point and crouching room. <laughs> or in Dry case of Nick, like, Lam- yeah. in case yeah. of Nick yeah. Lambert, bottom fondling room, which <laughs> shudder. Yeah. Yeah. Until I can get a drink from the bar, it's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny that. Um, yeah, this is quite interesting. Um, allowing SRV scanning of EDO things, i.e. plants, mats, etc. Uh, and the on-foot scanning of... Um, uh, horizons things, i.e., log scanning, and perhaps a different level, of, some kind of uh, method of outcrop mining. I do quite like the the thing about the the mining and uh, the log scanning, uh, but I I don't know having the SRV being able to collect plants. Um, again, why would you get out if you could do that in the uh, in the SRV, why would you bother even getting out of the SRV in the first place? Yeah, well, not only that, but I mean, you, you know, you're picking up a plant. You know, it's not like we're going big game hunting from the back of a helicopter or something. <laughs> mm. yeah. Although I quite like that. <laughs> you see, again, you you could you could finesse these things a bit like with the outcrop mining, I suppose, where you could make it that if you do it the the current way. Mm-hmm. You get a certain level of reward, but like with the outcrop mining, you know, if you, if you bother to get out on foot, and instead of just blowing the outcrop up and scooping the chunks up with your SRV, if you actually get out on foot and use your precise mining tool, then you get I don't know six of the thing instead of three of the thing. As, you as, precise gem cutting kind of idea. I mean, that's the point. Has anybody ever actually got out 
uh, on foot uh, and use the main, not the maining tool, but the cutting tool against one of these, um, uh, you know, things that the SRV... You can, yeah. you can blow them up, but you can't collect them. Oh, right. So you, you, they do blow up, but, you but there, there are no mats yeah. kicked out. Well, oh, there that's are, a shame. you know, the, the chunks of iron and sodium and all that crap gets so you, you're mining with a laser gun well you're yeah but you still have to get back in the srv to collect it so it's oh right so yeah you, you can actually still cut it up but you can do it for fun but there's there's no there's no point, there's no point because you know you, you might as well use the srv for it yeah yeah uh, mac winston is doing science right now he's testing that even as we speak <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I love the idea of like shooting some of these rocks and Instead of getting iron or whatever, you get a diamond out of it instead. Yeah, 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 proper, yeah. A proper thing. I'm cutting this up and I've got a void opal. <laughs> I've got a ton of void opals. Yeah. yeah we, we'd need, it would have to be like individual gems or something. Yeah. yeah. Like microscopic, well, not microscopic, but. Uh, Commander Cyberus has said that um, it would be helpful if you can scan the EXO bio from the SRV just to show where they are. I actually agree with this because that's the one thing that I've, I've had a real problem with, especially with some of the rarer, um, uh, the rarer uh, plants. No, you just it just to tell you where they actually are. You don't have you still have to get out to scan them. That uh, would be yeah, a godsend. Yeah, I tell you what would be quite nice is if you get out on foot and you scan mm -hmm. your one of three sample. If when you got back in the SRV, it then on its you know tracking radar showed you vague traces of where you might find more of it. Yeah, something yeah. like that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it it would. Um, uh, Ben, have you had your turn? Uh, Psychit, do you need? Yeah, a... I, I was first. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And Psychit did her thing because she pulled a stream. Alex had said his thing, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, have... I'm I'm losing track of the dots. You see, so it, um, I thought you had a, a lot of dots, but never mind. Let's move I, on. I had a lot of dots, but you you gave it to me. Oh, right. Fair enough. Well, then. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan T-Times has come up with a nice one. And he said that uh, he'd like a reverse of the interstellar taxi service where you meet people in a bar at some of the the local, um, you know, some of the settlements and they want to lift somewhere. Yeah. So it's yeah. basically a passenger mission, but with a person in the seat next to you. I think that'd that be sort of great. That came up a lot in the forum thread in one form or another, actually. Mm. And it just makes sense, doesn't it? It does. You know what I'd really like is if you could actually get in an, uh, an NPC ship that had a turret and you could actually fire, the, get in the turret for that NPC yeah, to yeah, get somewhere. Yeah. That would be great. That'd be fun. Yeah, but uh, uh, that's, that's another another suggestion that we've got here. Um, right, moving on from there, well, uh, we've kind of touched on this before, um, Alec, uh, is the update of um, the the Horizons planetary assets. Yeah, have, right. it's just yeah, a few other people in the forum thread coming up with similar comments, but yeah. Yeah. Then we had a, a whole load of um, mission elements, which th these are the ones that I really are quite, that really 
people have really used their imagination on. Um, we've got one which said scanning space wrecks to get a location of a ground point of interest and vice versa. I would love that kind of thing where you know where you've gone and uh, into, you know, where there's just wreckage and you find a point uh, somewhere and it says, oh, look, we've got something and a skate pod was launched from somewhere or cargo was jettisoned that's in this position. You can then fly down and, and basically uh, get stuff. Or if there's pirates already trying to raid it, you can then get rid of them. Yeah, yeah it'd be great, wouldn't it? You could even get um, coordinates. Do you remember, do we still get these? We used to occasionally get inbox messages that actually gave you ground coordinates. Tip-offs. Tip -off. Tip -off. Yeah, yeah, you still get them. So that would yeah. be quite neat if you had a space wreck. If your mission was to go and scan a space wreck and see what you can find, and you scan the space wreck, and you get an inbox message that gives you coordinates that leaves you to a some sort of data cache on the ground, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, or in other or other uh, ways, the um, the other suggestion was that uh, you these things will point to escape pods or clusters of escape pods, which you can then take back. And feed to the Thargoids. And feed to the Thargoids, as, as Ben, that Thargoid lover, would, is always a fan of doing. <laughs> or even better, just handing them in to your, your fellow human beings for a nice reward. <laughs> well, the feeding... Everything's on like do. Uh, what is it? Feeding feeding escape pods to the guys is just a reward in itself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also got yeah. This is this is one of the things that you were you're mentioning. There's an awful lot of thought about escort missions on this. When you break them down, I mean escort. I don't think anyone actually, or not many people, use that word. But when I thought about what they were, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the, the one the one thing that I hate um, about escort missions, and this this is just purely from my point of view, is I am playing Privateer Two at the moment through GOG, and the problem with that game is is the entire game is an escort mission. If 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 you are trying to trade, you can't carry cargo on your own ship. You hire a cargo ship, and you load up cargo on that ship, and then you've got to escort that cargo ship everywhere. And it it sounds great to begin with, but then trust me, you just get so sick and tired of escort missions. After is that because the AI isn't good enough? Are they too slow and too stupid? And they can be, can't they? Yeah, they can be. And oh, it's, I think it's the one mission type that I, <laughs> in every space game so far, that I absolutely hated. Well, actually, there was two. One was the escort mission, and the second was the skipper mission, where they have missiles that you've got to stop. But oh, for some God. reason. Yes, yeah, you know, you know exactly oh, the one I mean, no. don't you? I hate, God, I hate those. Yeah. yeah, these are, yeah. are missiles that would cloak halfway through after being firing. So they'd only be available for a little while and you had to take them out. And, mm. oh, they were awful. Uh, so the most, they had them in X-Wing, they had them in Wing Commander. And I think they also had them in Iwar. And as soon as that came up, you just went, oh, Ooh. for God's sake, no. Yeah, that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was that happening in Star Trek as well? Yeah. Star um, Trek? Alec. 
I, I suppose I feel like I, I haven't seen direct evidence of this, but I guess escort missions are sort of prone or potentially prone to AI bugs, aren't they? So, like, we have examples in, on that forum thread again of, for example, a, a rescue mission where you fly down to somewhere and you're rescuing a person and they come running out of a building. Maybe you have to defend them against, you know, other on for NPCs and then they get into your ship. Mm-hmm. And then you you fly them back somewhere, and I guess that's fine until the person who's trying to get into your ship gets stuck on your landing gear and just ends up running around in circles, being shot at because they can't unentangle themselves from the landing gear. And I can imagine that sort of thing being really infuriating. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you what you mean. Um, well, I mean. Th- Examples that we've got here is a space-based pursuit of fleeing of fleeing on-foot targets and NPCs, which are pursuing us at the beginning of the end of the missions. But I think we've we've covered those kind of things um, quite a lot. Um, the rescue escort missions, which involve on-foot rescuees getting into your ship and being chased in space back to base. That's pretty much what you just su- suggested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Passenger missions where passengers have been taken and then safely escorted to a surface point of interest. Um, that'd be quite good. You know, um, I need to be dropped off at this smuggler's cache. It's quite nice. I seem to remember reading that one, and it was on the back of this idea that you, you know, when with, with a passenger mission, you you drop out at the tourist beacon, mm-hmm. and you can kind of imagine your your passenger who's a criminal or whatever that wants to see this nebula. And they're like, yeah, I'm good. We can fly back home now. And it's it's all a bit unsatisfying somehow. But if you actually had to, you know, land somewhere and then they got out and walked over to a, a mountain or a volcano and took a picture of it, do you know what I mean? It could be a little bit more like they've actually, this poor tourist has actually got to see something. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's this about other games then, Ben? One of the things I really enjoy in Star Citizen, actually, is doing a re- basically rescuing other commanders. So in in Star Citizen, you can be downed but not killed, mm-hmm. um, and you can also, you know, if you get shot hard enough, you can still get killed. But if you're downed, you can say, "I've, you know, it's only a flesh wound. Come and rescue me, please." Um, and then you've got until you bleed out, and they give you a good hour or so f- for that to happen, for somebody to come and rescue you. Mm-hmm. But then they're obviously they're quite frequently in hostile situations, you know, surrounded by other NPCs or potentially other humans, and you've got to basically work your way to a real person, and then you go off and heal them, and then usually you wind up working together. Um, to share, to complete their mission. Well, I, I do anyway, because I'm not a dick about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, work together, finish their mission off, and then you you take them back and go go your separate ways. But that's, I'm just thinking, you know how in Elite we've got, like, the mission giver is killed and just yeah. screwed. Yes, you are. That's, you know, that is a, such a pain. It, it really is such a pain. Imagine if instead of being, you know, instead of, Dying, you got downed, and then you could go and say, "Ben, could you come and rescue me, please?" Yeah, I mean, I've, al- I've always that felt that so good. One thing that I've always felt is that if you are 
uh, in a team, the, the, the other team members should have a revive mechanic where basically, unless you've got a whole party wipe, then basically any other member of your party can well, run over to you and revive you. I, I'm not in that, but I think anyone should also be able to hand in, frankly, but that's another story. Mm, yes, definitely. Alec? I'm curious, Ben, how that works in Stasis, and I've, I've heard about this, this sort of rescue thing before. Surely, if you imagine it in Elite, imagine you you could in some way get crippled, so you could... Yeah. If you put out a thing in local system chat to say, help, I can't... You know, some Somebody's just going to come and teabag you and steal all your stuff and shoot you in the back That's, of the head. That, that is indeed a real risk, because in, in Star Citizen, again, you've got your components. So, you know, my armour is my armour. I mean, you could, surely that you happens. could come and... It, it, I'm sure it does. Surely that happens ninety percent of the time. What's what you honest, for someone to I don't think rescue you? not from what I've seen. What you need, what you need, is a rescue organisation. Maybe something along <laughs> the lines of the fuel rats. Maybe something call it something like intergalactic rescue. Um, that have Thunderbird-like craft that come and rescue stranded commanders. Uh, I mean, that's you know, that's I'm stealing my Thunderbirds. That's my idea. I want to be a Thunderbird. Yeah. Well, then why don't we start? Why don't we start our own intergalactic rescue service, like like the Fuel Rats were? Because the, it, because it doesn't exist. You can't revive people yet. Yeah, yeah if you, could, I would love it. You can rescue people who are stranded on the planet by themselves. They've lost you've their SRP. They deserved it. You've got to work very hard to do it, frankly. <laughs> Whereas, you know, in Star Citizen, you basically you press and hold the end button, and you're greying out. So it's like you can see the chat sometimes. Mm-hmm. It does give you a nice little indicator saying Ben is on his way, and he's you know a billion kilometers away from you. Now he's a hundred thousand kilometers away from you, and so on. Um. And that's really the only indicator that you've got. You're dead, so you can't party up with them. You can't really talk to them. Um, but it works surprisingly well. And just like the fuel rats in, in Elite Dangerous, most of the people who are wanting to go and rescue people are nice about it that I, from, from my experience. Um, and I'm sure there are also equally dicks, though, as well, who just enjoy shooting you. Yes, well, you, you get them everywhere, don't you, unfortunately? You, you do, yes. Right. Well, we're going to wrap this up because um, time is time is moving on, and uh, there are some people that would like to get their poetry in motion. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we would just like to thank everybody who's, who helped us out in the forums with this which I'm just trying to find the list. Ah, here we are. We had, um, get ready, everybody. Get Charge your glasses. Um, <laughs> Commander Hoofenfast, uh, Jack Winter, Circe's 07, Caleb Incolia, uh, Bad Milker, Richard Bentley, Robinook, Ian Doncaster, Zico Lash, uh, Commander is Fat, HR Diagram, Disemboweled Ego, Commander Rabbit, and Void Flames. Thank you all for your for your wonderful suggestions in that thread. That was very nice, uh, nice to take the time to respond, uh, 
because it was very, as you can see, we had a nice little chat about it all. So, what's been happening in the community? Well, um, first off, everybody here, I think, at Lave Radio would like to congratulate Commander Musketeer. Now, Commander Musketeer is well known in the CQC uh, arena uh, environment. However, he has now managed Elite Rank 5 in all six disciplines. So, I don't know whether he's the first. Certainly the first one that I've I've heard of. I think he might be, because I think getting Elite Rank 5 in CQC by yeah. itself, that, that's insane, isn't it? I mean... I think that's orders of magnitude insane. <laughs> Might be the first. Yes. Um, now, I'm not sure about this one, but LCU has done a parody of a Muse song. Are, are we playing this one? No, 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 we're, no not. we're not. No. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> so follow, following on from his, his wonderful rendition of, of a David Bowie song, he's now moved on to a Muse song. Um, I got a sneaking suspicion we'll get absolutely rinsed for copyright strike. Your ears will bleed if you listen to it. But it, <laughs> yep. Is it just me or is he deciding that he's going to inflict as much pain with his singing, his vocal ability as he possibly can? Being, you know, being very nice to LCU, actually, I think, you know, the fact he can sing as well as he can in that accent is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a unique talent. Yeah. Oh, uh, dear. Um, there's a collaborative commander reading of the logs at Holloway Bioscience Research Facility 15. Uh, now, we have a YouTube uh, link for that one. Um I, I guess I haven't had a chance to look at that yet. I mean, can someone tell me what that one is? Yeah, it's mine. Oh, it's yours. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> I did it. Very I did good. it. It's um, it's me, Mouth of the Wind, Crispy Tater Tot, Errol, um, Nick Lambert, um, Sky the Shark, Commander Burr, and my husband. I might have missed somebody. No, I didn't. It's all of them. It was a bit of fun. We started doing it. I started doing it last year, and then when I actually got down to editing it, it was like mid-November, and I was like, "Nah, I can't do it now." So I waited till this year. Oh, right, fair enough. Took Brilliant. a while to like do, it. But, I loved it. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Um, right, well, here's a, a little bit of oh god, and the subject of history. <laughs> it might be ten years since the be oh, the beginning of the Kickstarter, but it's thirty eight years since the original Elite came out. Um, in Rock Paper Shotgun, uh, an article was released about there's now been a unit Elite Universe editor for the original BBC Micro Elite has been released. Um, you can run it. You can run it on a BBC Micro with a with a sixty five or two second processor on the BBC Master or on modern uh, emulators or even in your web browser, and it allows you to do things like change stats of ships, uh, fly different ships, which you couldn't do before because that was just the one you could only fly the Cobra Mark III in the original, and um, yeah create new systems and, and so on and so forth. 
Um, for those that want to have a look at that, that's uh, we've put a link in the show notes. Um, I do know, I have heard of fan projects were very similar to Oolite, where they've taken the ZX Spectrum version of Elite and they've expanded on it all in, a, in a huge amount. But uh, yeah, that's it, it's phenomenal to see. Uh, but yeah, that's I think that's all the, the community goal, uh, community news that we have. I mean, uh, there is obviously the, uh, we, well, we just missed the, the Plasma Tuesday over at the CQC um, Discord. And of course, there's the Capture the Flag evening on uh, on a Thursday evening between 6 and 8, uh, for those of you that want to join in with that. Um, but apart from that, um, that's it for the community news. Now, there was one other thing, and... Yeah. Um, last week, someone said, we've got some um, ship skins to give away. And they also said, let's let's get people to write limericks and the best limerick wins. Or rather, a random limerick will win. Is that correct? That is correct. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, think, I think what we should do is, starting with, with Ben, uh, we shall all go around... One limerick each until we've all run out. Okay. What order are we going in? Uh, ben first, then you, Alec. Okay. Then, oh no, Ben first, then Psychic, then Alec, and then myself. Uh, and we'll keep on going until they're all done. Are we starting at the top then? Yes, we are. Okay, right. Right. So in that case, then, this, this would be my, my one that Which I wrote as, as an example. Yes, so my one does not count. I, I did it as an example because I was feeling inspired or something like that. So, <laughs> a, co- a commander from out on the rim, all hallows held no fear for him. He flew bravely away, but they find him next day with naught but only a limb. Uh, uh, what, what do you reckon? Sort of four or five out of ten? <laughs> Three and a half out of push. Three and a half out The next one, we have, we have um, I don't know, a certain Derin? From a company called yeah, Der- Frontier Developments, if you've heard of them. Darren from Frontier Developments, quite. And um, this one also wasn't eligible to win <laughs> due to working for Frontier, but or really having the correct stanza of a limerick. I am a goidy boy, my love is to destroy. I kill and dash, meatbag pilots are trash. Sending you to the rebuy brings me joy. Good effort. It's I, funny. Uh, it's, it's definitely funny. I, I'd give that one six out of ten. Okay, Alec, you're 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 on one next. Okay, this is mine again. Doesn't count. We'll get into the ones that count in a minute. So uh, <laughs> mine was um, at a junkyard far, far away. An SRV just wanted to play. It jumped a ravine, feeling like Steve McQueen, but the landing was more like James May. I love that. I do like that one. I think I think that that's the one we've got to beat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video to go with that one as well. <laughs> Right, well, first up of the, the official entries, we've got Commander Savage, who sent in by email. Um, I dropped in on a black hole today while exploring and out of the way. So seeing while out in the black, the eye of a cyclops gazed back, so I high-waked my fine asp away. That seemed all right to me. That's right. Nice. That's yeah, I've nice got one. no idea who Commander Savage is, but that was by Commander Savinger. Savinger. Oh, Savinger. Yes, okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe I should have made the text a bit bigger. 
You need to put your glasses uh, on, on, don't you, Colin? Yeah, well, actually, I need to take my glasses off, probably. That's probably will help. Right. Um, ben. So this is by Roxy, Roxy Horror on Twitter. There once was a pirate from Lave who prayed on, on an easier knave. He said, I'll admit, I'm a bit of a twit. But look at the fuel that I save. <laughs> Solid seven. Very good. I like that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Psychic, you want to take the next one? Okay, this is <laughs> Orny Bastis on Twitter. Um, <laughs> who's given us a lovely stanza. Um, I was already getting paranoid. I haven't found anything so far, but I detected a bright green star. It felt like a kind of a new kind of pulsar. I chased your trail through the void to end up interdicted by a Thargoid. No, I said that's actually really good, but it's not a limerick. <laughs> so yeah, I did that several times and I just couldn't work out how to how to, <laughs> you know, how to tempo that one. You definitely can't limerick that. No. <laughs> tricky. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for, for the poem, but minus a couple of points for the unlimericness. <laughs> um, okay, there's uh, next one for you then. Yeah, I guess uh, this is Ravello on Twitter. Yep. Ravello 181989. There was a trucker from Hutton, isn't there always, <laughs> who always flew drunken. So when he visited Seoul, getting banned wasn't his goal because he threw up all over Hudson. Mm. Mm. For effort, like, yeah, it's an four, effort. Like four. Thank, thank, four, four, thank you for your entry. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't have to to write a good one to be in with a chance to win. <laughs> yeah, you just have to enter. There's no artistic. There's no artistic um, point scoring here. It's not. It's well, not. I, your I was just going to say we don't judge people. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm we don't judge people. Lot. We say judging people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so exactly that. This is from Bob T or Rec Loose at uh, Twitter. A costume commander was wont to utter, "I can trick or treat through the slot like butter." On every one of my trips, in every one of my ships, except for except that big honking cutter. I quite like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay then. Okay, so we're on to Sir Grizzled from Twitter again. So that this is there was a commander from Lave who thought he was incredibly brave. He drank too much brandy, ate lots of Halloween candy, and now he's in an early grave. Well, that's obviously from the brandy, because obviously eating too much sweets is going to hurt you, I like especially can theme. especially candy corn. <laughs> Points for Halloween theme and featuring Lave. <laughs> quite, quite. Um, this, is this me? Yes, yeah, it is yeah, you. Yeah. And this is um, an LCU um, effort. We, he does wonderful limericks. Oh, you need to do the voice then, I'm afraid, psychic. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there once was an elderly boffin who found an alien coffin. When he opened the top, he got quite a shock. When the alien woke up, he shot him. Yes. That's, that's a good one. It's the, and it's actually a limerick. He's got the whole rhyming standard and everything, and, and it flows. Yeah, so that's a really nice one. Okay, um, me, I think. Yep. Uh, this is this is quite a good one actually from Greybeard Seawolf, a commander who hailed from Tau Ceti, 
fancied a Thargoid named Betty. A toxic romance that hadn't a chance, and his ship is now caustic confetti. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite good that way. <laughs> uh, okay, so my turn. Peter Longman. Uh, so Peter Longman 5 on Twitter. Um, a commander once went on a raid with plasma and laser he played, but the base was not right. It gave him a fright because the corpses were grossly displayed. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the the corpses, you can at least scan them for the security tag so you can get into and re- clear out the base. doesn't matter how badly they're displayed, as long as you can scan them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one I think we've got is by... Oh, no, we've uh, got an extra entry oh, from Paynex. Okay. okay, right, well, I'll, I'll, the, I'll the, read the, that one the, out. The ultimate one, then. Yes. Uh, from D. Meyer on Facebook. There once was a guy from Oroni who thought that the Thargoids were phony. Then one Halloween, he entered the green and got sliced up to baloney. Yeah, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Quite like that one. Um, oh, this one was from X X in the chat room. And everybody be warned after the first line, okay? <laughs> there was a young lady from Venus. Mm-hmm. wonder where this one's going. <laughs> who, as a pirate, was one of the meanest. Till one day in a sidewinder, I got in behind her, and I can't say that clean, that kill was the cleanest. <laughs> I like what you did there. You thought it was going one way, but it yeah. went another. Yeah, real bait and switch. <laughs> right. I, I have an honest question to ask you guys. Do we allow X-Pain to enter the competition, seeing as he entered late? Even if it was clean. No. Okay. No, even if it was clean. No. There were rules. We stick to rules. We're rule biting people here. Sorry, X Pain, I did try for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, you... I've got another one. I've got another entry from Chris Mark Four. Oh, okay then. You off you go. He says he says Lave had a ship skin giveaway. The techs weren't allowed to play. They wrote one down. It made Colin frown. The tech didn't win anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's about pretty much. That's about right, yeah. <laughs> Now, we have a, a, a modern randomizer in order to, to tell us who's won. Is we that, do. Is that so, right? So shall, shall I try and bring that up then? Yes, bring up, bring up the high-tech okay. randomizer. We, we, have a, we have a high-tech randomizer coming up on screen now. So I've basically I've got off and shoved everyone's name in a thing. And we spin the wheel. Brilliant. They're a misertron. That's what yeah. it should be. They're a misertron 5000. Apart from apart from X Pain X and, and people who are in there, yeah. So the first one, is D Meyer, David Meyer. So that was uh, from Facebook. I'm going to write that down. Uh, winner. So there. And we have a second one. Is oh, as I just paged down there. Spin again. Is Greybeard Seawolf. Wow, there we go. So, congratulations, you guys. Brilliant. Yes. Although we will tell you what you should do, Ben. Yes. Just just right now, while you're here, you may as well just read out the codes on stream. I'm sure no one will steal them. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do? We've got. What sort of idiot would do that? We've got uh, CB and Seawolf, sorry, on Twitter and. Uh, Mr. Meyer on Facebook, so I'm just going to just reply to their things with the codes. Yeah. 
That's interesting. No one, no one, no one yeah. else would get that. Nobody would, nobody would get that. No, no one would. Who, who actually just steals one of those goods anyway? Well, they know who they are. Yes, no, they we know don't. who they are. Yes, we don't. Uh, Frontier could find out. Uh, at least we know it's a listener or a viewer. I should say, or a viewer. Yes. Well, it has to be a viewer, hasn't it? it has to be, yeah, because I didn't say it, but they read it. They read it. Me pasting it to him in text. Oh. Uh, enjoy your skin, Commander. You know who you are. <laughs> well, in our mostly clueless section, we've got Epiphus. Um, giving us a wonderful tip of when running away from Thargoids, high wake to another system. This avoids the mass lock factor from the Thargoid and it allows a quicker charge time than jumping to Super Cruise. Colin, uh, Colin. Yes. What's a high wake? What's a high wake? It is a, a, a humorous cartoon that comes out from Ukraine. <laughs> In other words, a, a, high, a hyperspace jump. A high wake jumps to another system. A low wake jumps into Super Cruise. So there you go. Right. Has anybody got any other business before I um, uh, wind the show in? Judging, so. judging by the silence, I, I guess not. Um, right. Well, obviously, we've got um, our usual shout-outs. Uh, we have the Dex Legacy. They are doing, um, their, oh, they're doing an international confederation with a uh, bonus story, which will premiere on Leave Radio next week on the, on, on the 8th. Uh, from 8 o'clock. Uh, for more information, go to thedexlegacy.com. And we have our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or just go for the audio at uh, radio.forthemug.com. Uh, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at the discord.me slash CQC. And we'll give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, so you can catch up with uh, the historic flight assist, as provided by uh, Marfa the Wind and uh, our very own Psychit. There is the Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well. And, of course, there's the good old Loose Screws with uh, Commander Chig and JN Tracks. Stay cheesy, everybody, over there in the States. So um, following this, we don't have the latest Galnet News Digest, but we do have have some uh, summaries from from the Galnet News Digest people uh, uh, following the show, and we'll we'll say special thanks to everybody who's chipped in in the Twitch chat. And um, how, how many in-game commanders have you had annoying you, Ben? I've seen a couple of people, but it's, it's I've mostly been running around by myself this evening. Um, <laughs> but that's that's probably been more on me because I've not been hanging around the station. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and, well, and, now, um, and now I've got Chris hovering around my crotch. That's more information than I think we needed to know. Um, would also I'd like to give special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music for the show. But that is it for yet another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat. You can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss. 
in a future episode. So, Try and stay awake, Colin. Pardon? Try and stay awake. I am trying to stay. I, I can't help it. I am actually trying not to yawn. <laughs> Live radio oh. is recorded live. <laughs> Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Ben. Thank you, Colin. Thanks to Psykid. You're welcome. And thanks to Commander Alec Turner. I was going to say thanks and goodbye, though Colin doesn't want us to try. Instead, I'll just say, please have a nice day and don't fly without the rebuy. Nice. Take, take everything back. Take everything back. Alec wins. Fuck it. Walls out the window. <laughs> Very nice. You've been storing that one up. I literally just scribbled it down. <laughs> <laughs> I traced it. <laughs> well, special thanks also go to today's tech specialist, who's the fantastic Pontic, Pontic Santiago. Um, and until next time, commanders, fly safe if you can't do that. Fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like something having an orange insert. Ah, that's this. Need a safe word. Space can be known. I'm gonna see the galaxy. Update 28th of October 3308. The Empire might still be going it alone, and there may not be much political enthusiasm for cooperation between the superpowers, but the Alliance and Federal militaries have started discussing whether they might be able to work together to fight off the Thargoid threat. The news that Admiral Rachel Ziegler of the Alliance Defence Force has been in talks with Admiral Maxton Price of the Federal Navy comes a day after the California Nebula was infested by thousands of Thargoid ships and on the day when the leading Stargoid UIA-1 came within 400 light-years of Sol. Federal Vice Admiral Juno Rochester spoke of his vision of a glorious Grand Armada to wipe out the alien hordes. Whether this Grand Armada can ever happen is unclear. 
with little political will in either the alliance or the federation and with the empire unwilling to even discuss defence outside its borders, there are formidable obstacles to overcome. However, the chance of Aegis reforming seems rather more likely, with the support of Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran and Federal Ambassador Jasmina Halsey, Professor Tezro's revived Aegis may be a way to unify humanity's defence against the Thargoid advance. We are still waiting to hear what advances have been made in interpreting Thargoid communications and in reverse engineering the unclassified artefacts that both Ramtar and Ishmael Palin have been working to achieve. Galnet News Update, 31st of October 3308. The Imperial Senate has confirmed that the Empire will not participate in any attempt to re-establish the tri-superpower Thargoid Research and Defence Agency Aegis unless the Emperor changes her stance. This is despite support for Aegis from some senators, notably Caspian Leopold, who pointed out that the Thargoids don't make a distinction between Imperial, Federal or Alliance citizens when they choose to slaughter humanity. He suggested that all of humanity working together under the banner of Aegis might be able to end the war sooner than three uncoordinated military forces. Chancellor Blaine, however, reminded his fellow senators that regardless of their opinions, the Emperor had made it clear that there will be no cooperation with the Federation or Alliance, and that until the Emperor wished for it, cooperation on an agency such as Aegis was ruled out. Fleet Admiral Denton Petraeus explained that in any case, any attempt to cooperate militarily with the Federation and Alliance was made almost impossible by those superpowers' use of metric measurements, which are much less practical and intuitive than the system of furlongs, chains, rods, poles, cubits and sixteenth of inches that are used in the construction of Imperial megaships. He claimed that the Imperial Navy was tracking the unidentified interstellar anomalies or Stargoids and was ready to repel any attempt by the Thargoids to encroach upon Imperial territory, even by as much as a barleycorn. In a daring intervention, the Royal Phoenix Corporation has taken control of the Azimuth Biotech megaship Musashi, which was making an unannounced visit to the One Drama system. Azimuth Biotech, which was resoundingly defeated in the HIP-22460 system under its previous leader Salvation, still has ambitions to become a leading anti-Xeno organisation under its current CEO, Torben Rademacher. It has expressed its wish to take care of its former Project Seraph test subject, D2, Xiaojin Ai, who is currently being looked after by the Achenar Research Council's Professor Albert Tezro, who was formerly Director of Research at Aegis. It's unclear why Azimuth Biotech sent the Masashi, which it captured from the Federation after Admiral Aidan Tanner attacked Hindemine and T. Tory last year, to one drama. The system had previously been in Titori following the Battle of HIP-22460. One theory is that it's been sent to capture D2 to allow Azimuth to research communication with the Thargoids. What is clear, however, is that the Royal Phoenix Corporation lost no time in raiding the Musashi, which it took over without a fight only minutes after the megaship had arrived on Thursday morning. It may be that they acted for commercial or political gain, or for the good of humanity. 
We wait with interest to see whether Azimuth Biotech will make any attempt to seize the megaship back from its current owners. Its only other operational megaship, the Glorious Prospect, remains in LHS-157, where it acts as a consulate for the nearby system of Mbuni.